Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take puffy shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week, I prepare for my breakout season in Jordan Morris' Boy Detective visits Applebee's for the very first time. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Jordan, do you have any idea right now, look at me in the eyes, do you know what we're about to enter? Well, um, judging by my increased desire to mate, I'm going to guess the age of Aquarius. No, Jordan, it's not the age of Aquarius. It's my age 27 season. Wow, your 27th, uh, your 27th summer uh, this you're is, going into. No, it's, it's specifically it's my age 27 season. It's wow. when I'm most likely to have a breakout year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of, is that some sort of baseball thing? It's a baseball thing. Uh, you, you sure, you're familiar with the work of uh, sabermetrician Bill James, right? Boy, aren't I? Yeah, exactly. He was my, he was my favorite Mongol horde leader. <laughs> right? I think you're confusing him with a different Bill James. Oh, okay. That's Bill James the Elder. Oh, right. Um, no, here's what it is, Jordan. I just turned 27 years old, Jordan. Yeah. Baseball How'd that players. Go, by the way? Balls, baseball players, well, we'll talk about it. Okay. Baseball players, and in my estimation, men in general, mm-hmm. enter their peak year when they're 27 years old. Okay. I'm going to hit... Isn't that when, like, Jimi Hendrix and everybody died? Isn't that the yeah, popular death year? Yeah, maybe. Sure. Hmm. I'll, I believe that. I may die. Yeah. But I'm not an artist. I'm no, a baseball we... player. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm going to... What's going to happen, Jordan, is I'm going to start turning doubles into homers. Okay. And balls are going to start finding the gaps. You know what I mean, Jordan? Yeah. A lot of people will tell me, Jesse, you're a, you're a punch and Judy hitter. Too many Texas leaguers. But I'm going to start driving the ball to the gaps. And I'm going to start turning doubles into homers by turning around on the fastball. And other baseball things. Exactly. Plus, I'm on the roids. <laughs> so I'm juicing up. Yeah. I got the power that I need. Juicing up. Yeah, absolutely. Pete Rose. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, your knowledge of baseball is as deep as it is wide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up on uh, Jordan, Jesse, Go this hey, week. Hey, Jesse, Bono's birthdays. <laughs> right? Bono's birthdays? <laughs> you got it, Jordan. You got it. Mm-hmm. Baseball, leg it, striker to the line. Absolutely. Uh, Original uh, Game Boy game. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. We were in Amherst, Massachusetts, uh, just low these two weeks ago. We were. Uh, two, two short weeks. Um, when you are looking for a place to eat... Mm-hmm in Amherst, Massachusetts, and you don't actually know exactly where Amherst is relative to the quality inn that you're staying in. Right. Uh, you might know the location of the campus, for example, but you wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily know the location of the town. Sure. 
And you want to do some dining. Right. Which I did. I mean, yeah. I was on vacation. When you're on vacation, you, you want to dine. You should treat yourself. Exactly. You should you should treat yourself like the so king for some local or color. queen sure. that you are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you, what you want to do is you're looking for a place that really expresses you're looking for for a, a place to eat that expresses the spirit of the place you're visiting. Yeah. Something that you that you've never done before. For instance, when you're in you know, Philadelphia, you get a, you get a famous cheese steak with cheese whiz on it. Exactly. If you're in San Francisco, you're looking for one of those, uh, you're looking for like a Del Taco. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're looking for some place where you can get something that is classic. Right. You know what I'm saying, Jordan? I mean, the world has become so homogenized. If you know, you're in Washington, you D.C., a- you're looking for Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. You know, the 16th you president of the United States. You want to eat a big Lincoln. You want to eat the 16th president. He freed the slaves, mm-hmm. Jordan. And you were in Amherst. And he has kind of a kind of a kind of a beefy taste. Yeah, he's kind of nice beefy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very masculine. Right. What did you end up eating in Amherst, Massachusetts? Uh, well, I uh, I went to I went to Applebee's for my first time. Applebee's. Applebee's. You'd never been to Applebee's before. No, you know. Uh, you thought uh, you're in the neighborhood. You might as well eat good, <laughs> right? As long yeah. as I'm in the neighborhood. Sure. I don't want to eat bad in the neighborhood. No, not at all. I'll eat good. Um, yeah, I mean, Orange County, where I grew up, definitely has its share of, of chain restaurants, of kind of goofy family restaurants. Uh, I've eaten at many of them when visiting my grandmother. Sure. Uh, you know, and, and of which I'm a fan. It's, it's kind of a guilty pleasure, but I definitely enjoy, once a in a while, bloom and onion. a good bloomin' onion, um, you know, a good appetizer sampler platter. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really like, you know, occasionally going go to a Chili's, getting some spinach artichoke dip. Uh, one of their one of their classic margaritas. Yeah, sure. Served in their uh, Chili's Fun Goblet. Yeah, absolutely. And, it's like one uh, of the best goblets around. Yeah, and then boom, you drop you know you drop ten bucks on a solid burger. It's been a good day. Yeah, you bet. You bet your buttons. Um, so I'm like Applebee. You know, like this this is uh you know this is gonna. Uh, I, I'd never been to an Applebee's. I'm like I'm kind of a fan of this kind of thing. Why not? Let's go nuts. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I went to Applebee's. Uh, decor was as expected. Um, yeah, colorful. Chili's esque. Mm-hmm. Colorful, fun. fun, welcoming. Did it suggest? Uh, did it suggest good times to you? Yeah, absolutely. Did it good suggest times, good friends and traveling salesmen? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I was really pleased to see that uh, their famous steak only cost eleven dollars. It's just about the same price as, a, as the famous baseball steak right here in Los Angeles at the HMS Bounty. <laughs> yeah, right? I love that famous baseball steak. You figure if this is another famous I'm gonna like steak. This, I'm going to like this Applebee's steak. It's I'm in figuring. the same price range. Right, absolutely. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I'm right there with it you. It comes with vegetable and potato. Well, that's what you're looking for. It's a nice rounded meal, absolutely. Jordan. It's a classic American meal. You go to Applebee's. You get yourself the famous... Well, I guess it's not a famous baseball steak, so it can't be that it's good. It's the famous Applebee's, you know, skillet griller, something like that. Yeah, sure, the skillet griller. But it's griller. their signature dish. It yeah, was, absolutely. I was, I, I, they I, actually invented steak. Mm-hmm. Did you know that steak didn't exist before Applebee's? No. Yeah. <laughs> when did Applebee's come around, the 1500s? Uh, no, so Applebee's in, opened, the first Applebee's opened in 1972. Okay. Uh, before that, people would eat a stir-fry okay. with potatoes and vegetables in it. That had some sliced beef, right? But they wouldn't. But eat. the idea of a larger slice of beef, right? With, exactly. It was a holdover from things on the side. from the depression when people couldn't afford a whole chunk of beef. They could only afford it if it was separated into smaller pieces. Sure. If it's if it's in smaller pieces, it's less expensive. Mm-hmm. 
Sure. But then the you know the Carter administration came on. America got a little more cynical. Yeah, absolutely. And then well, they're like hell, let's just eat a big fucking piece of beef. You got it. You got it, Ace. Anyway, so uh, I, I don't want I don't want this whole show to be just be some kind of history lesson. No, of course not. That's why you tune into Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Yeah, exactly. This isn't. You're here for entertainment. Yes, we could do as good a job. Yeah, As Dan I mean, Carlin. Sure, there's been providing a, you with hardcore history. Sure, we've talked a little bit about history in today's program, but it's not we're not force feeding it to you. It's part of the entertainment package. You're going to learn a little bit about the Mongol hordes. You're going to learn about America's 16th president. You're going to learn about Jimmy Carter, who was president of the United States in 1973. Sure, and certainly wasn't elected in 1976. Absolutely not. You're going to learn all kinds of great stuff, but we're you know it's but, you not going to be like it's not like eating a bran muffin. It's like eating a blueberry muffin. You're like, what's this? I ate a little bran accidentally. You know what this is like? This is watching the movie National Treasure and National Treasure Book of Secrets back to back. Exactly. You're having fun. Nicolas Cage is very good looking. Yeah, I'm Nicolas Cage. He's making realistic faces. Yeah, I mean. Faces that a man would make. Sure, he's not balding at all. Absolutely not. And he definitely hasn't had any work done. No, certainly not. Um... And he's definitely not having a hard time looking directly into the camera. <laughs> um, or, dire- or making eye contact with anyone. <laughs> sure. Um, man, Nicolas Cage movies, uh, the trailers for Nicolas Cage movies look like parody trailers <laughs> to me. They look like the trailers during Grindhouse at this point. There's one called Bangkok Dangerous. Bangkok Dangerous? He's got this crazy wig... He's he's uh, even crazier than the one he normally wears. Right? Yes, he's saving Asian prostitutes and um, firing two guns at once. Well, there you go. What I like about—I'll tell you what I like about that fella. Yeah, he's so weird, but for some reason he's a movie star in movies. Yeah, it's strange. It's like why? Why? I mean, I know he's like a Coppola or whatever. Right, right. But like that, but no, he should have used that up a long time. Right. Ago. I mean, you 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 get your first movie. Yeah. You get your Moonstruck. Yeah, exactly. Because you're a Coppola. But Ghost Rider, that comes with pure talent. Yeah. And I mean, he's not that he's a bad actor, but he's... No, he's been in some good movies. He's been in some great he's movies. He's been good in, in good movies. Yeah. But he's so weird. He's totally weird. He's not handsome, really. Yeah, do you know any women who find him attractive? I don't know. If you're a woman out there, you find Nicolas Cage attractive. Give us a call and let us know <laughs> yeah, so what it is exactly. You. Maybe it's the squinting? Yeah, it's the mugging. Oh, okay. Women like men who can mug. Uh, well, you know, I, we've been talking a lot of mess about Nicolas Cage, but you got to admit, put him in a comedy and he shines. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Because we he's a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, because he's kind of creepy. Sure. <laughs> we were talking about, um, we were talking about Applebee's. Oh, so right? Apple, so it's Applebee's. Ten bucks. Famous Applebee's steak. I'm riding high on the hog. Uh, and you know what? It sucked. It fucking sucked. It was like a piece of ham. It was like a pan. It was like a skillet fried piece of ham. Wait, like a piece of ham? Yes, with some kind of squishy carrots on the side. Wait, wait, now, what does ham have to do with a steak? That was what I was thinking was as it I as was salty eating. as a piece of ham? Super salty. Was it kind of red colored? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and the, the grill marks looked artificial. They looked like they were maybe... 
like drawn were, on in some kind of factory with some grill pens. They use a grease pen. Yeah, grease pen. They use, just use grease makeup. Now that now that there's no more silent movies, the grease paint that used to go into silent movies right. now goes into Applebee's mm-hmm. to make grease marks on the pen. Sure. What about your customer service experience? Uh, experience? It was great. I mean, the, 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 Did it suggest big fun to you? Yeah, absolutely. The server was a, um, you know, uh, seemed to be a, you know, maybe a 17-year-old you know, high school senior or high school dropout. And uh, she was very sweet. Uh, informed us that the steak was her favorite menu item. You ask what her favorite menu item was? Uh, no, she... once I ordered the steak, she's like, oh, that's my favorite. Do you think she's required to so tell really you that... So that ramped me up even more for the steak. Did she, did Do you think she was obligated by the rules of her career to tell you that whatever you ordered was her favorite item on the menu? Maybe. You were there with a friend. What it did your seemed, friend order? It seemed. It did seemed, everyone have the steak? It seemed genuine. Her her love of the steak. Really? Yeah. She seemed absolutely sincere. Absolutely. I mean, I bought it. Do you think she was a student at UMass Amherst? Mm, did didn't seem like the college type. I mean, I could, I mean that that could be a a, a gross generalization on my type. What, what did are you not say? seem college bound? Based on what? Uh, poor teeth. Dead eyes. Dead eyes. Yeah. Gotcha. The eyes are a window into the soul. Sure. And all you saw when you looked through that, that, that those eyes was uh, the uh, grill marks on an Applebee's stick. Exactly. Wow. It wasn't even, there was nothing to yeah. recommend it. No, absolutely not. And I will, I will, if, if anyone wants to talk chilies, I can, I have a top five chilies menu items. Uh, I, I, I have a couple TGI Fridays burgers I'm very fond of. You know so what? So this is not a food snobbery thing. I just want to say that this is not... One this time is, I went to uh, Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. Um, oh, they have a good, they have like a salty green bean. They used to have they'll this. They'll give you. They anyway. used to play this song uh, during every Giants game, like five times in the Giants game, this radio commercial with a song that went Outback Steakhouse, Outback Steakhouse from the land down under. And there was this one lyric that went, When the boomerang go, it come back, you will too. Outback. So you're like, so, so I was excited. So you gave in. I was totally stoked. Well, I was How on a business trip. That? This was when I was still when I still had a, a regular job. I was on a business trip. It was my first ever business trip. I was mm-hmm. there with my boss. Sure. So she and I are having dinner together, right? Mm-hmm. We went to the Outback Steakhouse, and it was liberating to know. Here I am on a business trip. I don't have another choice. There was no other choice besides right. Outback yeah, Steakhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Outback Steakhouse or nothing. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could get some food from the dried fruit stand by the side of the road. We sure. were in some weird place in Central California. And uh, there was a liberating feeling to think, sure, uh, sure, maybe a Bloomin' Onion has 3,000 calories sure. in it. You know what I mean? But I'm not paying for it. <laughs> I can just buy that shit. Absolutely. I can buy anything on the menu that I want. Yeah. I can buy two of anything that I want. You can expense it. I'm in Vesalia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can do whatever the fuck I want. They owe it to me. Yeah, you can punch the hostess. Yeah, exactly. Just punch her right in the solar plexus. Take her wind out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I did do that. It's funny. You're Sure. I punched it's on the, the sh- it is on the company's dime. I punched the shit out of that Dinner. bitch. Dinner. Drinks. 
punches <laughs> all on the company dime. You can expense it. Save your receipt. Save your receipt for the punch. Tape it to a piece of paper. Turn it into accounting. Six weeks, you get a check back for the punch. The exactly. cost of the punch. I had to put it on my credit card at the time, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. I get points. I get miles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can save up for free punches. Anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is there is a certain li- liberation one feels when one goes to the chain restaurant. Yeah. Uh, without any obligation or expectation. Sure. But it is not the same feeling one gets when one realizes one is paying for one's meal <laughs> at the Chan yes. restaurant. You know what, though? I When I was about 11 years old, I went on a trip with my dad, an ill-fated trip with my dad across the country to visit uh, baseball games. Okay. Um, and This it, was like when you were going to like all the ballparks. Yeah, all the, the all the different ballparks. That's went a great dad-son thing to do. Uh, you would think. Uh, it was didn't work out that well. Okay. I mean, the ballparks worked out well. The oh, dad-son sure. part, was it was not an ideal time in my life. Maybe if I'd gone when I was nine yeah. instead of 11. Um, but anyway, what uh, happens in those two years, you know? Yeah, you know, it's uh, a lot of changes happen to your body for one mm-hmm. thing. I mean, you to become your relationship with your family, aware you be- of things. Yeah, like the fact that children can act like dicks if they want to. Sure, you know, and th- that's how you assert yourself. Uh, we went across the country with this idea, and the idea we had early on in this trip was, well, if we go somewhere where there's a choice between. You know, we're eating sandwiches and stuff much of the time. But sure. when we're eating out, uh, if like you pack, go somewhere... You pack sandwiches? Yeah, you, we had like a cooler in the back of the okay. car, you know. We'd, we'd we'd stop, you know, every other day and get some lunch meats or whatever, put okay. them in the cooler. But uh, we're not a rich family, Jordan, no, you know. No, no, We have this idea if there's a choice... You're not pulling through McDonald's once a day. No, sir. You don't have that kind of No, I don't have scratch. that kind of scratch. I'm not bathing in money, Jordan. No. I'm not some kind of heiress. No. You're uh, no celebutant. I, well, I am a celebutant. Well, are you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, can see your vagina? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's why I only wear Versace. Mm. Um, we had the idea where if there was a choice between a chain restaurant and a not-a-chain restaurant, right. we would go to the not-a-chain restaurant. Until we went to some of the not a chain restaurants across yeah. America, you'd think it's the local. Like it has to be okay because it survived when Outback Steakhouse moved in or whatever. Sure, yeah, it's it's a, it's an institution. There's probably some uh, there's some nice. It was the first time I ever saw the appeal of eating at Denny's. Right, like the food at Denny's blows. Sure, all the food sucks. There's two reasons you would go there. One is it's three o'clock in the morning and nothing else is open. Sure. And you're not really looking to eat. You're just trying to, you know, absorb the alcohol in your stomach. Right. Yeah. The other one is if you're basically anywhere in America, apparently. Yeah. Like, holy shit. No, you know, you see these, uh, you know, you listen to uh, good food yeah. on the radio and you hear about these like little roadside stands that have a... You know, a, a popover with, with a recipe that got handed down from the Civil War or something that doesn't exist. That's nothing. That's nowhere. Yeah, I went to the I went to the outlet malls relatively recently here, east of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And it's a long drive. It's like out, out towards Palm Springs, and near the outlet malls, there's one of these famous local places, mm-hmm. famous for serving ostrich burgers. Okay. Um, I think it was ostrich burgers, some kind of thing that, you know, they serve like ostrich burgers, ostrich burgers, gator burgers. Some sort of flightless. 
So I was like, well, you know, I'm going to eat this, you know, that's great. It's about lunchtime. I could have gone to some of the, one of the fast food places around there. I'm like, no, I'm going to this famous place, big place, you know, the kind of place. You remember the name? What's it called? No, I don't remember what it's called, but you know, on the side of the road, there's these big, big stores that sell a lot of bags of dried fruit and candy mm-hmm. to passersby. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like a big store. And then they have like a little restaurant attached to it. So I went in there. I bought this emu burger or mm-hmm. whatever. It was gross. <laughs> it was butt. Yeah. And it wasn't because of the emu. The emu wasn't the part that tasted butt. It, it was, was just a the, terrible burger. Just the buns from Smart and Final. Yeah. It was all dry and gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we even like. I remember in Amherst, we stopped at the like, like the Polish breakfast place. You know, yeah. where like there was like you know, pick everybody sat on picnic benches, and the menus were like these laminated pieces of paper where the prices had been whited out, yeah, and then raised with pen. Yeah, uh, like even that kind of sucked. You know, like even that was like yeah, it sucked a little bit. I mean, that was a very that was very pleasant though. Oh sure, that was, was a very pleasant. I mean, it definitely place. had that charm that you're looking for in one of those places, but the. Yeah, food, if we food were looking for, a little bit. You know, if we were looking for, for good food. You know anyway. what we are? <laughs> Assholes. Yeah, well, I was going to say Obama-esque elitists. Yeah. Man. People nope. in small towns, they... Never mind. Yeah, exactly. they, they cling to their guns and their You know why? Because they're so the bitter that their restaurant's so shitty. Yeah. That's what Obama was talking about. Mm-hmm. The bitterness about the shittiness of local restaurants. Yes. I don't think I ate one good thing that entire trip. <laughs> That's not true. When we were in Kansas City, we ate some good food. When we were in Chicago and Detroit, we ate some good food. Oh, the baseball trip you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. No, no, the recent trip to Amherst. You didn't know that I drove through Kansas City, Chicago, and Detroit to get to Amherst? <laughs> I didn't. I was wondering yeah. where you went. Yeah, no, I drove the whole way, and I, boy, <laughs> the uppers I had to take to keep myself <laughs> going through that trip. Yeah. I did it in a day and a half, Jordan. Mm-hmm. One and a half days, 36 straight hours of driving across our great nation to reach perhaps our nation's greatest city, Amherst, Massachusetts. Right. Okay. Well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go to complain about more stuff from our elitist, urban, liberal, <laughs> uh, media controlling perspective. Oh, sure. I have to go get my Volvo tuned, though, before oh. we uh, continue. Do you mind if we stop for lattes? <laughs> yeah, that'd be fine. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, we were laughing and joking about my age 27 season. Sure. Now, I want to be clear. I am going to have... I mean, you probably remember when Brady Anderson hit, hit over 50, hit over 50 uh, home runs from the leadoff slot. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't like baseball, really. So I, so I don't really So have you know what I'm talking some, about. No, no idea. We're on the same page here. If I, we are if absolutely I bring up Brady not on Anderson, the same page. I'm only guessing that it's about baseball. If I, talk I don't about, even know for certain. That's how little I know about if baseball. If I bring up, say, a candy Maldonado. Nope. You know what I'm saying? I if, think it's some kind of candy. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming it's some sort of delicious candy. <laughs> I Sounds wish like he, a Malamar. Yeah, it is a Malamar. It's I can't even a, tell the difference between a Malamar and a Malamute. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure as fuck not going to know who Candy Malinado is. Um, <laughs> there, <laughs> there are some kind of... Uh, I mean, we can, we can laugh and joke 
all night and all day about Lance Berkman. We can't. I can't. You can. I cannot. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Jordan, I don't want to make this a Danny Tartable cast, you know? All right. Um, There are, however, I feel like there are serious consequences to my having turned 27 years old. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, there are some birthdays that really count for something. Yeah. I'm concerned that 27 is one of them. Okay. What... Uh, I mean, you know, I, I think the general the general feeling is that like post twenty one, you know, there's like twenty five where you can kind of rent a car or something like that. But you know, twenty five you can rent a car. I mean, you you are actually allowed to rent it. It's not a kind of situation. Sure. But y- y- yeah, I mean, twenty one you can get drunk or whatever. Twenty seven, I feel like I feel like I have come to an age where I am now responsible for my own actions. Okay. And not only responsible... Like you can't blame foolishness on youth or inexperience? Yeah. And in fact, I don't think I can blame anything on youth or inexperience anymore. Yeah. I don't think I can, not just my indiscretions, but also my failures. You see what I'm saying? Sure. I've gone through my entire life this way, Jordan. Obviously, you know, I'm a, I'm a bright guy, was good in school, but I have focused my entire life on my potential. Okay. Now that I have not realized that potential, I have now finally reached the point where my my uh you know, my gas tank has all the gas in it it's going to get. Okay. It's not going to be any further filled. You see what I'm saying? Sure. I, going from 26 to 27 is going from up and comer to never will be. Oh, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense to you? No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I know I know exactly how you feel. I mean, um you know, as a guy looking to, you know, kind of get into the entertainment industry, it's like when you first, you know, when you first, you know, when I first move out here, everybody's calling you, you know, everybody's calling you kid or son or young man or something like that. But that has like significantly dropped off. For By me. the way, you were working for Grandpa Simpson. Yeah, I was. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's really dropped off. I mean, and you, you know, and there's definitely, um, you know, we were talking about about Jonah Hill. You know, that's yeah. the most famous guy in comedy right now. Maybe not. No, he's definitely the nah, most famous. He's up there. But yeah, he's younger than us. I mean, you hear all those stories about Eddie Murphy. Jordan Chaplin's you know. old news. Yeah. It's all Jonah Hill. Don't talk to me about Fatty Arbuckle. Mm-hmm. Jonah Hill's the new, the new voice of comedy in America. Buster who? <laughs> exactly. Um... And uh, you've heard of the new comedy team Laurel and Hill. <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, yeah, I mean, you and, and you hear the stories about you know Eddie Murphy getting on stage and killing when he was fifteen, and um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I definitely we're uh, failures. Yeah, absolutely. more so me than you. Oh sure, you've you're you're younger than I am. Yeah, you're a year plus we learned, given that you're currently twenty five and I'm now twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm basically done. I'm done. My yeah. goose is cooked. What are you going to do? Maybe like get into real estate or something? Here's the thing. I am I remain in an industry where everyone is over 75. Okay. It's a public radio industry. Sure. You see what I'm saying? You're still the young guy and but I I'm no longer I no longer have potential. Okay. That's what I've lost here. It's not so much that I've gotten worse as that I've lost any potential. Sure. The the 
the thing that has carried me through my entire life is people looking at me, looking at my skills and abilities and saying, man, what that guy could do someday. Mm -hmm. If that guy gets his stuff together, he's really going to knock one out of the ballpark. You see what I'm saying? You just never really got your stuff together is what you're saying? Not really. I'm still pretty much, I mean, I just, you know, I uh, hang out with my dog, Mm -hmm. invite people over to my apartment. Sure. That's basically my career right now. (laughs) Invite somebody, like somebody who's not really famous, Somebody with a little, a small cult following, sure. invite them over to my apartment. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Like my show, for example, no polish on this show, absolutely none. No sheen. There's absolutely no sheen. And before that was charming because it was reflective of my youth. Right. Okay. Now that I'm a real adult, it's reflective of the fact that, that I'm I'm just You're not, not very detail oriented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I I definitely feel that too, and I and a, and a big part of my job is, you know, uh, being on TV and goofing, you know, goofing off, goofing around. Yeah, being a goof. Being a goof. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering how long that's acting like some kind of dunderhead. Yeah, like, I'm wondering how long that's charming. Yeah, you know, like how long? Frankly, before it just I looks find like... it. T- I'm finding it tiresome right now. Sure. Let's get serious. Let's go McLaughlin Group. Right. You know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Todd Glass was on the Never Not Funny podcast, mm-hmm. went straight for the issues as a guest. Wow. I made me think we should be more issue-oriented. Yeah. Indoor smoking bans, your thoughts, Jordan. Indoor smoking ban. You are just some kind of fucking goof-off, aren't you? I, yeah. You know, Jordan, yeah. that was cute when you were 23 years old, but you are 25 now. I'll be 26 in a, in, it's time in a, for a week to, and a half. It's time for you to take on man's responsibilities. It's time for you to start replacing car stereos without having to hire some high school graduate to do it for you, Jordan. Mm-hmm. It's time for you to know how learn how to use a trim removal Trim panel removal tool. It's time for me to ban indoor smoking. You got it, Jordan. Yeah. You're on top of it. But I guess, I don't know, I guess there's a higher tolerance for men to goof around after... Past their past their prime? Yeah. Women are expected to start pooping out babies. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I, I just saw Steve Martin in this baby mama. Yeah. He was goofing around. And just it was goofing. delightful. He was just goofing. Yeah. But no one's the, like, this is sad, or this is... Yeah, maybe if Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe some people... I didn't find it sad. I have to... Wait, I think what the key is, Jordan... Okay. ...is to find a way to take your modest talents and present them in a very favorable light. Okay. Like, for example... Sure. Steve Martin uh, is uh, was a philosophy major in college. Right. In the context of him being a comedian... <clears throat> That's amazing. Right. And he's a genius. Sure. He's a genius at comedy for being a philosophy major in college. Okay. Take this for an example. I read Steve Martin's uh, autobiography. I did too. Okay. It was a a solid book. Absolutely. It was... Enjoyable, quick read. A little bit boring. Sure. Just a little boring. But, yes, but I I, I prefer it be that boring... As it, opposed to like presentational, which it wasn't. It was competent though. Sure. And that makes Steve Martin a genius because he's, he's a comedy a, guy who wrote a, a comedy guy who wrote a competent, not comedy book. Sure. You see what I'm saying? No one's no one's expecting, uh, you know, uh, Paul Rodriguez to write a competent. No, I mean slightly touching. Actually, he surprisingly his first novel was a really powerful coming of age tale. Rabbit Run. 
Yeah, exactly. He wrote that, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, 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 Jordan. I'm completely off base. Uh, he wrote Portnoy's Complaint. Right. I think that was Dom Irera. Mm, no, n- I don't think so. I don't think he... Who wrote White Noise, then? Oh, I'm pretty sure White Noise was Louis Anderson, wasn't it? It was. I think it was... Although like, I hear it was ghostwritten no. by John Pinette. <laughs> you, know, you know what it was that I really liked? What? I, for me, it's about classics. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? For me, it's about classics. And I have to go all the way back to The Great Gatsby, which I think... I mean, I don't think that Kevin Meany could have created something that more perfectly distilled what it means to be an American. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the 20th century. Sure. In the jazz age, specifically. I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, sure. Oh, hey, uh, Judy Tenuta. <laughs> also. Can we talk for a second about Emo <laughs> Phillips? Um, I guess what I was trying to say is that for the past five years of my radio career, I've had the fact and entertainment industry career in general. Mm-hmm. I've had the fact that I was under, that I was a, a mere youth in my quiver. Sure. I could whip it out whenever I wanted to. Sure, I'm flawed, but I've got a lot of potential. Right, right. Now I have to, now I have to stand up for what I believe in and what I've done. And uh, I actually have to create something that's presentation quality. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I have to demonstrate my value to the world. I don't think I can do it either. Too lazy. Yeah. Just amazingly lazy It's hard guy. and it's hot. It's so hot outside in oh, Los Angeles. Boy. You know what I mean, Jordan? Too hot, oh, to, uh, boy. too hot to learn a new skill set. I need a new branding strategy, Jordan. Yeah? I need to recontextualize myself somehow. You know what I'm guessing? What's that? What's, or what I, what I would suggest? What would you suggest? Cattle branding. Cattle branding? Yeah, it'll be part of your thing. That's a good kind of branding. Would I have to brand myself or just others? Everyone, really. I'd brand everyone. Yeah. Or everyone would brand me. No, no, you would brand, I mean, yourself and others. You would do the branding. Would I create the brand? Mm-hmm. Would it you be would a, smelt it. What about this? From iron. It's a J and a T, and they share a top bar. Love it. Classic brand. J bar T. Mm-hmm. That's my ranch. Yeah. Well, if you're it's interested... A good, it's a good brand to attract the kind of upper, tech-savvy, middle class... Yeah, absolutely. Middle class, kind upper middle class. A lot of disposable income. Uh, no kids yet. Yeah, a lot of aspirational sure. consumers would be attracted to that brand, would loft you say? Loft apartments. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's exactly Downtown right. loft. Arugula. Mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely. Aioli. J-Bar T. Mm-hmm. Sandwich press. Mm-hmm. I can, two can play this game, Morris. <laughs> We'll be back the game in game where you say stuff. <laughs> Isn't that the game we play on this program? Yeah. That's where we just make a list of things, mm-hmm. right? That's our comic specialty. Yep. We'll be back in just a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, another example of not of not utilizing our potential. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God forbid we should think of an actual joke when we can just list anachronisms. Mm-hmm. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan. Yes. Have you ever done something like this? You set forth for yourself a task. 
Oh, sure. Um, it could be cleaning the the stables of that Hercules had to clean. Mm-hmm. Something a big task. Right. You see what I'm saying? Lincoln's March. And in your mind, this is a task that is within your ability, mm-hmm. and it's going to prove your worth as a person. Okay, yes. I'm talking about putting together a particularly complicated piece of furniture from Ikea, for example. <laughs> right. Building a piece of furniture, which I once did. Mm-hmm. These are the kind of tasks that I'm talking about here, Jordan. Helping somebody move a couch up some stairs. Exactly. Okay. These are the kinds of things you're thinking of. I just, I I bring this up mostly to say that I am a failure as a human being and specifically as a man. Wow. Here's what I did recently. You may have heard that I purchased... Pretty late to the party on that one. I I purchased a new motor vehicle recently. Right. When did we become all about insult comedy? I don't know. It's odd. People love put-downs. The other day, somebody called into the hotline, and they were really sad, because they thought that we were fighting. Oh. And they were really upset about it. No, sorry. We're just trying to, we're just trying to land a... Uh, a lucrative endorsement deal. I was going to say a movie produced by, but not written or directed by Judd Apatow. Oh, yeah. So we're showing them that we can do that just guy... The just guy, guy talk back and forth, just, just like a, kind a couple of, banter of typical, that, yeah, just American dudes. Hey, dude, here's here's what'll be happening. We'll be okay. cu- we'll be cutting each other down, dude. You are a you're a you're a fucking you are a cock wallet. You're a you're a big cock wallet. Seriously, dude, do you love her? But seriously, dude, you love her, right? Dude, you got to do something about it. And then um, Snow Patrol comes on. There you go. <laughs> hey, Apatow. Boom. Produce produce our movie, but don't write it or direct it. Lickety split. Mm-hmm. Bim, bam, boom. Yes. Are you concerned that if he writes it, it might turn out to be the movie Heavyweights? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, you may, list, regular listeners to the program may know that I recently purchased a new motor vehicle. Mm-hmm. 1992 uh, Infinity M30 convertible. Yes. It's a luxurious road beast. Okay. I would say. (laughs) Push button. A luxurious beast, like a bison with a crown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Butter soft leather, Jordan. Butter soft. Wow. As soft as sitting in leather butter. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like if you made a pat of butter out of leather. If any uh, if any menu advertises something with butter lettuce, I have to order it. I don't know what <laughs> to me is so appealing about the phrase butter lettuce. I was like, well, got to get that. Like, there's no not getting it. You're like, butter lettuce? I choose lettuce. Ah. <laughs> oh, boy. I really am a failure as a human being. So, wait, okay. So, you got a new car. New car. You're loving it. You're, you're high on I'm the hog, right? I'm on top of the I'm world. I'm living large. I took it. I got some belts changed. You're cruising around Hollywood. Needed some, top down. Needed some new belts, Jordan. So sure. I just, I'm like, you know what? I can take care of that. I can swing that right now. Boom. Let's do it right now. Change the belts. Belts. Change, change whatever belts you need. Mm-hmm. I gave him a blank slate. I said, go in there. Whatever belts need changing, go ahead and change them now because I don't want to have to change them in a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, seven weeks. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Change yeah. the belts now so I don't have to worry about it. I can just put the top down and cruise. Sure. Here's what I discovered, Jordan. You don't want to be worried about belts mid-cruise. Absolutely not. Can I tell you what I discovered? Yeah. Not only does the compact disc player not work on this vehicle, mm-hmm. 
Neither does the tape deck. Oh, boy. I have tapes, Jordan. If it came down to it, <laughs> I could have listened to tapes. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I've heard your tapes. I've got lots of tapes. I've got Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, The Best of Sparks. I've got Welcome to the Terror Dome. You see what I'm saying? These are all tapes. These I'm, are all tapes. I, yeah. I've got Kissingles. Well if you need Kissingles. If you need Kissingles. If you're shoop. if you need <laughs> shoop. If you need lay your head on my pillow. Mm-hmm. If you need hanging tough. So in love. If you need yeah, exactly. Um, if you need funky cold Medina. <laughs> and I do. <laughs> and I do. What if I drove a car with a tape deck and I listened to nothing but Kissingles? Yeah, I just changed just them changed out. Them. Yeah, it was real dangerous. Um, so I'd anyway, be cool, man, I'd back that. But Jordan, you know what? I love the car. Yeah, I'm not upset that the CD player and the tape deck are broken. Something you can get fixed, right? I get have someone fix it. No, sir, I'm going to fix it myself. Jordan. Oh, I'm going to fix really? it myself, Jordan. I'm not the kind of guy who who decides he wants to upgrade his stereo system and goes to the local stereo store and has them do it for him, I'm the kind of guy who can take care of that kind of thing myself, Jordan. Oh, yeah, you're handy. I forgot. I don't, I don't fuck around. I know I know my way around a screwdriver. Sure. And I'm not talking about the alcohol beverage. <laughs> you're talking about the tool. Yeah. Tequila Sunrise is usually what I'll go with. Sure. <laughs> the alcohol. Um, you drink a screwdriver, you just spill it on yourself. Yeah, you don't know how to handle it. I can't even. Where's this go? I got two left toes. Just go on my foot. Yeah, exactly. You pour it on your foot. So I go to the crutchfield.com. You ever been there? No. It's an internet website where they tell you what kind of car you can put on your, um, what kind of what kind of equipment you can put in your car, and then they send it to you. They send you all the harnesses you need. Okay. They send you step by step instructions as well. Oh, great. So I ordered new front speakers for my car because I figured, well, as long as I'm doing shit, I might as well get some new front speakers. Sure. And then I ordered some. Uh, and then I ordered a new head unit, Jordan. Okay. Get this. Mm-hmm. To top it all off, I had a brainstorm. <laughs> woofers. <laughs> I'm talking about woofers. I'm talking about tweeters. <laughs> um, this is what I. This is the brainstorm I had. This car in '92 does not have any cup holders. Okay. No cup holders in this car. A source of great consternation for me. Should sure. I, you know, want to take a drink of something? Right. And not to hold it between my legs. So, here's the piece de resistance, okay. the stroke of genius. Okay, cup holders? Jordan? Yeah. Is that what you're building to? <laughs> you put up. cup holders in? Now, listen to me. There's My stereo has one of these dual deck things. You know, like before, you, before most stereos had a CD player, the CD player wasn't in the actual part with the radio. It was another piece, mm-hmm. same size as the radio. You know yeah. what I mean? So, it has two pieces. Now, I'm replacing the stereo with one thing. So I'm like, you know what I bet I could do? I bet I could get a cup holder that fits in the slot. Mm -hmm. I did some research, Jordan. I found out if I got a cup holder from a Maxima, it would fit in the slot. Nice. Yeah. That's fucking thinking. That's what that's called, my friend. Thinking. I found one on eBay. Bought it. 20 bucks. Out the door. Lickety split. (laughs) Nice. No haggling. Absolutely not. True pricing. True pricing. Auction determines the price. Okay. The true value of the item is what someone is willing to pay for it, mm. Jordan. So I got I, I have the cup holder. I have a head unit. I've got two new speakers. They all come in the mail. 
I cannot install these fucking things. <laughs> I am such a fucking failure. Yeah, I got like it. I got the face. I got my stereo out of the out of the uh, car, which mm-hmm. involved removing a faceplate on the dashboard, which I did a fucking great job of. Okay, fantastic job. It's got these screws on the sides and these brackets. I can't get these fucking screws out. Next thing you know, oh, guess boy. what I did? I stripped the screws. Oh, really? Once a screw is stripped, it cannot be removed. It simply Nothing. cannot be removed. No amount of WD-40. Magnets? <sighs> Maybe magnets. Maybe I, magnets. I'm not good enough with magnets to tell, be mm-hmm. able to tell you certainly one way or the other, but possibly magnets. I'll have to look into that. Mm-hmm. So here I am. I've gotten out two of the eight screws. The rest of them I've managed to strip. So I'm fucked in that department. Okay. So I'm like, you know what? This isn't going to stop think it's me. As hopeless as this isn't going to stop okay, me. There's more. I'm going to put in this. I'm going to put in the speakers and the doors. Now, Jordan, let me be clear. I've put in new stereos in cars before. Okay. On two different occasions. Sure. I've put in new speakers on cars before on two different occasions. Third time's a charm. So you would think. Mm. So the old aphorism goes, Jordan. Because when I opened up, when I got, oh man, I got one. Of, it turns out on my car, you have to basically have to take apart the entire door to get to the speaker. Okay. Normally, you can just kind of pop off or screw off the, sp- the speaker plate and replace it. In this car, you have to take off the whole door panel. And there's these little. It's all spring clipped. Oh boy, spring clips. <sighs> spring clips. Even you are with fucked, a, my friend. Even with a trim panel remover, which mm-hmm. I had thoughtfully ordered ahead of time for an additional cost of nine dollars and ninety-five cents. I could have just Wait, used not even with a trim plate remover? Trim panel remover, no. <laughs> not at all. I'm a fucking failure, Jordan. Wow. <sighs> you can't use a trim panel remover. I can't to remove even use... a speaker plate. Yeah. Sounds like you need some retard lessons. I'll tell you what I can't. I, I, haven't even, I haven't even gotten to not being able to remove the speaker plate. I can't use a trim panel remover to remove door handle trim. You can't, you can't even get into the trim panel remover box. You need some kind of trim panel remover to remove the trim panel remover from its box. You got it, Jordan. You've got me pegged, buddy. Yeah. You know exactly how pathetic my life Beautiful. has become. Boy, do I ever. Become Jordan, I'm j- or uh, is you know, is consistently. Jordan, I'm going to have to give someone $100 to fix this situation. $100. Possibly $75 if I get lucky. And this guy, who you're going to give the $100 to, he probably hasn't even been to college like you have. No, sir. Well, maybe he went to some kind of trim panel university. Yeah. I hope he has, because I'm telling him, Right now, just so he knows, this is a very atypically challenging trim panel situation. Yeah. This is not a trim panel. You cannot get arrogant about this. No. I got arrogant and... You don't want some hot-headed flyboy trim panel remover. Jordan, I flew too close to the sun and my wings melted. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Just like Atlas. I want to know from people out there in our audience... Uh, what has humbled them? Okay. What what project that they undertook determined that it would be the challenge that would uh, that would make them feel as good as P Diddy did after he ran the marathon with a mohawk uh, that uh, completely exploded in their faces and instead made them feel like an idiot. I have a uh, car audio story slash joke. Yeah, go for it. Um, so I, the, I, I bought my Scion from just some Orange County dude, some sporty Orange County dude, and he had done some stuff to it, tinted the windows, 
uh, put on bike racks, and uh, he put a giant uh, kind of tubular speaker in the back. Um, it's called a subwoofer. Subwoofer, sure. Yeah. Not 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 things I would have done to the car, but it gives you some more bang. Absolutely. In your bass. Anyways. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, definitely, I don't really listen to any music that requires a subwoofer. Real big fish. And uh, I'm uh, anyway. Somebody asked me in the back, like, "Oh, do you have the speaker put in?" I'm like, "No." Nah, what did I? What did I go to the audio store and say? I'm hearing a little bit too much Stephen Malcolmus and not enough of the Jicks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what I said to the guy. That's what you told that fellow. Do something about that. Yeah, take a care. little more jicks. Take care of that for Not me. Not so much Stephen Malcolmus. I can see Sorry. one of the bands that you listened to in uh, high school mm-hmm. hiring Bootsy Collins to come in and play on one of their albums. Yeah. Can't you see that? That would be cool. They're just really excited to meet Bootsy, you know? Oh, yeah. Sort of like a galactic. Crazy, crazy outfits. You know what I mean? I can see a, I can see a kind of a wild, fun ska band going the jam band direction, hiring Bootsy. Sure. You know what I mean? Got to evolve. Yeah, and if you got, if you want Boots, if you want to hear Bootzilla, you got to get that, you got to get that junk in your trunk. You got to get that woof in your buff. Sure. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I know about the buff. <laughs> yeah. I know where to put the woof. Thank you very much. You know what? If LaBeouf's around, you know what I say? What? Woof, woof. <laughs> you don't like him? <laughs> I don't know if that means you like him or not. I think that means you do like him sexually. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to say I'm gay for LaBeouf. Hey, that's fine. I, am, I don't seen think him in I've that leather jacket s- in that Indiana Jones trailer? Yowza. No, I haven't, Classic. I haven't seen that James yet. Dean-esque. A lot of bad buzz around that Indiana Jones Yeah, story. I know. Have you heard that? I've heard the bad buzz. A lot of bad buzz. These people it's are saying... it got Kate Blanchett Nazi. Maybe the people who are saying the bad buzz don't know it has Kate Blanchett Nazi. Kate Blanchett plays a Nazi in this? She does. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, right? Some yeah. sort of Nazi leader. Are you sure this movie wasn't financed by that Formula One guy that was scandalized by the Nazi sex scandal recently? I, I have not heard about this. We are familiar with Formula One racing. Well, yes. You follow it, certainly. Sure. You're Michael Andretti's. I'm alive, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, My favorite Sega Genesis game is Super Monaco GP. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in, in, in there's a king of this sport. Okay, his name is Old German Man. <laughs> okay, and he was slightly controversial because this is the current king of this. Sport. The current king of the sport of, an old German of man. Formula One racing, the world's most popular sport, by the way, except for soccer. Okay, um, and so this guy is internationally. The, you're talking internationally, about. yeah, sure. the world over. Mm-hmm. That's what when I say the world, what I'm talking about is internationally. Great. Not, for example, the local, uh, the uh, domestic radio program, The World. Gotcha. Which I think is probably what you were thinking I was that referring was. to. The most popular Lisa sport amongst the, amongst the staff. Of the, of the yeah. PRI WGBH program, The World. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it is very popular among this. Marco Werman in particular is a big fan. <laughs> he, li- he likes to watch F1 racing while he's composing his uh, little essays on world beat music. Sure. Um, the king of F1 racing is a German man in his 60s, I want to say. Okay. Um, he's slightly controversial going into this whole situation because his father was apparently a noted Nazi. Okay. Um, he a noted his, Nazi, not some sort of, uh, side Nazi. Yeah. I mean, he's not like... Some sort it, of background. He, he, we're not talking about, uh, you know, uh, uh, a Goebbels here. We're talking about like, uh... 
We're talking about a, a mid-level but noted Nazi. Gotcha. A, a worth paying attention to Nazi. If you were at some sort of Nazi reunion and you brought up his name, people, people would go, oh, that like, guy. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Gerhard, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if his name's Gerhard. He was recently caught by some sort of these British tabloids, you know, the kind that will publish anything. Oh, yeah. We have video of him going to a whorehouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For Nazi-themed sex. Wow. He had concentration camps. Nazi-themed sex? At one point, he had concentration camp-themed S&M. Wow. Like he was pretending to be in the concentration camp and the... I think... I'm trying to remember. I want to say that it went both ways. I want to say... I'm trying to remember because it was a couple weeks ago now. I want to say that there was one where... He was a Jew, and the poor was a Nazi. Mm-hmm. And then there was one where I want to say that when they were in the concentration camp, he was, he, he was, he was the concentration camp owner, yeah, slash murderer, and the prostitute was the uh, emaciated, close to death Jew, <laughs> Jewess in this case, Jewess. Um, but yeah, that's real. That really wow. happened. That really happened in real life. So he went to this place, and they're like, well, we don't know if this guy's a good example. He obviously has some sort of Nazi sex fetish. A good example of what? Oh, just the, he's not setting a good example for the young Formula One fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, though, that's the problem, because a lot of Formula One fans are Nazis. Oh, okay. And so you don't want to tell them it's okay. Well, not so much Nazis as Nazi fetishists. Sure. So you don't want to tell people. I mean, this is the world's second most popular sport. You don't want to tell people the king of the whole sport, this German fella. The Pele of... The Pele of, uh, you know, the Michael Andretti of F1 racing. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That this character, this questionable moral is something that you should, you know... Follow. Well, at least he's okay. Well, I'm saying this is probably responsible. Uh, you know, the man obviously has, you know, Nazi sex leanings. Yeah. Better to get it out in an organized, you know, I'm assuming safe In a area. Nazi-friendly. Right, instead of opening a real concentration camp. That's true. I mean, that's true. He might true. Just, just go ahead and open one. Yeah. If he didn't have some sort of outlet for this, you just know? Just start a roundup. Yeah. He might... To be fair, though, these days, the Jewish people are very sensitive to this kind of thing. They've already sure, if maybe they experienced one corralling Holocaust. them into an area, they might, they might be less likely right to Right from it. the very beginning, not go for it. I would focus on the gypsies, because they don't have as much historical memory. Sure. You know, because they're vagabond people. Mm-hmm. Only have the oral tradition. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. So... Have we said anything horrible that we should cut out of this? Nah. I don't think so. I think it's all been fine. Yeah. All in good fun. All in good fun, absolutely. Who oh, doesn't? Wait. Oh, wait, you know, we should probably cut out all that Nazi stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we should go back and cut out that. But uh, other than that, it's been fine. We don't think that we don't think the Holocaust is funny at all. Uh, but the fact that uh, an F1 racing guy has weird uh, Nazi sex fetish. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you know. Just the end of the day. Speaking as from no one with no uh, agency to laugh at anything. Yeah. You know, we we can, you know. Yeah. It's all, it's plus it's done. As two of the most privileged guys in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Fatted lamb every night for Mm -hmm. you and I. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
<laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse. Also, Go. Ambrosia. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, I'm going to present you with two entertainment scenarios. Great, because right now I have zero. Okay, two entertainment scenarios. You tell me how I could use the internet to solve each of them. Okay. Okay? Here's the first one. I know that I want to go to the movies. Right. But I wished that I knew which of my friends wanted to go to that movie with me without having to call all of them on the telephone. That's good, yeah. What website could I use to solve that conundrum? It's a persistent problem yeah. in American life. It is. More and more. It's a bigger and bigger issue, especially with the nuclearization of Iran. Sure. Potentially even Syria, we recently found out. Rice shortage. There's a rice shortage going on at Costco right now. Okay. Well, I mean, there's you know a couple what I, websites. You know what I have to say about the rice shortage at Costco? What? Yeah. Call me when there's a chicken bake shortage. Then I'll be worried. <laughs> anyway. Call me when the soft serve machine is down. <laughs> when there's no more I'll churros. I'll worry. There's no more churros. I'll start to be concerned. Okay, so the scenario is: want to go to the movies? Don't know which of my friends want to go see that movie with me, and I'm not sure how I'm going to make the plans. Well, there's a couple of different websites you can use: uh, Jot.com, mm-hmm. um, FoodNetwork.tv. Mm-hmm. I think the best one would probably be I want to see that.com. I want to see that.com. That sounds like a great website. Absolutely. You make a list of the movies you want to see. Your friends also make a list, and then you can sync up and uh, decide when and where to see said movie. I want to see that.com. That actually sounds a lot like the name of the sponsor of this show. I want to see that.com. You know what? That is one of the sponsors of this program. It I is. want to see that yeah. dot com. Well, let me let's get off of that subject. Sure. We've, here's we've, another. We've basically figured that out. Out that problem. Here's it's an, no longer a problem. Here's another entertainment scenario. Sure. Let's say I'm looking for web comics. Okay. Okay. I love I love comics in the daily newspaper. Sure. But I hate getting ink on my fingers. I know. And then you get it on your face. People are like, what's that on your face? And the worst part of all is I'm all out of silly putty. So it's useless to me to flatten it out and then peel up the picture and look at it no, on the silly man, putty. You see what I'm saying, yeah, Jordan? Yeah, Don't get me started on that old problem arg so i'm looking for and here's the thing i would also take a podcast sure potentially also take some humorous musings of some kind okay like a blog like some blogging mostly what i'm looking for is some cool web comics more than one okay looking specifically for more than one how could i use the internet to solve that problem what's Mm. a what's a site i could visit a couple of different places you can go dmv.ca.gov is one i've used in the past yeah kotaku Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think probably the best place is blueshat.net. 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 Oh, that sounds like a great one. Blueshat.net. You know, it's funny. That is, we're actually sponsored by a website called blueshat.net. Blueshat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um... Blueshat.net, you say? Yeah. Let's say I wanted to see cool webcomics. Could I do it there? I think so. What what if I wanted to hear a podcast about mustaches? Fuck yeah. So this sounds like a great all-around website. Yeah. It's amazing. It solves all the problems you presented. I am so excited about Blueshat.net that it's almost as though they're sending me money or something. (laughs) You know what I mean? To say that. 
Jeez, this is really spectacular stuff, really golden. Hot damn. Well, I feel like we've solved a lot of problems, not just for me, but for anybody who finds themselves in those two conundra. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, a great thing to do if you have a podcast. Let's say you encourage people to call into your podcast. Sure. Just hypothetically. Yeah. What, what, what's something that good that you could do with those calls? You could play, play it and then respond to it. Let's do this thing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesse. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> That's a winner, buddy. Hey. Well, ladies Happy love birthday. Jesse, my friend. Yeah, yeah. What can I say? Let's move on. I don't think anybody's going to call in to love, sing you Happy ladies Birthday. Ladies love cool Jess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. E. Ladies love cool Jesse. Hey, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. This is Steve from Whitwick with a momentous occasion. I just smoked my first pipe, and uh, I'm not sure if I did it right. So I was wondering if Jordan had any tips for uh, smoking pipes. Love your show. Thanks. I'll just give a one quick quick hint. Uh, you put it in your mouth, not your butt. Yeah, well, I don't know what else I can cover. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't no, mean I to have take a, I have all a, the... Yeah. Well, I do have some slightly less helpful hints than he, that. You just wasn't sure if he was doing it right. I just wanted to make sure he was on the right direction, yeah. you know? you got to put it in the right hole. He might be sticking it up his nose. There's so many body holes. You could probably do it sticking it up your nose. Well, no, I mean, just like think you back before the other when nostril. you're figuring out where to smoke your pipe. I would say, like, just think back to pictures and film of people you've seen smoking pipes. Mm-hmm. Think about where they've put the pipe. Think mm-hmm. really carefully. I'm guessing that most of the images you'll think are, are people having it in their mouth. So, you know. Just try and just try and mimic that as best you can. I thought you meant what kind of locale you would choose. Oh, I would choose the Milwaukee Club, Jordan. Yeah. Are you familiar with the Milwaukee I'm Club? I'm not. You're I have some to... actual pipe tips. Oh, you want some actual? Let's hear yeah, some yeah, actual okay. pipe uh, tips. This will be good for the underage listeners. Sure. Uh, just if this is uh, fill it, fill fill your pipe halfway with tobacco. Tobacco. Yeah. You want to use pipe tobacco in this case? Not wacky. No, not at all. You want to stay away from. The wacky brand. You don't want to put chai in there. No. You uh you light it, you light it, you let it burn for a little bit, and you immediately blow it out. Just get a little burnt on the top, you repack the rest of it. Um don't pack it super dense or firm. Uh make it loose. And then you light the top that you just packed. Um give a few exhales because give it enough oxygen to burn, and then uh cheerfully puff away. Don't inhale. Just puff. Just a little puff. You want to get mouth cancer, not throat or lung cancer. Exactly. Gotcha. You want to get that Babe Ruth cancer. Exactly. Some nice, some nice swollen gums. Just like the old legendary slugger, Babe Ruth himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, also get fat. <laughs> Whores. Whores, too. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. This is Chris from Chicago. Uh, Jesse, you had uh, asked was like to visit uh, social clubs just so happens two weeks ago i had to go to an event at the university club of milwaukee which was um as stuffed up as you might imagine 
uh, complete with wood-paneled walls, a walk-in humidor, and a massive cellar. Uh, two things worth noting, um, the ratio of servers to uh, people attending the party was roughly one-to-one, -one, so drinks were refreshed constantly, and their lounge had a massive bulb, um, which appeared to be rather old, um, and referred to our friends to the north as the British Domain of Canada, which I thought was pretty excellent. It's good to know, we've learned from that, that America's social club members do not respect the sovereignty of the nation of Canada. <laughs> yes. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That is the kind of insight that we're looking for here into the, the inner workings of a social club. Or it's just it's harder to get a giant globe these days. Yeah, one or the other. I mean, either one would be fascinating. Sure. You see what I'm saying? A couple of people called in to talk about country clubs. That's not what we're going for here. Yeah. Sure, anybody can every, go to a country every town club. Has a, you just need your rich friend to give you a pass. Yeah, exactly. You get a day pass. Yeah. They tell you their secret number, and you can put your uh, order of fries on there. Yeah. Charge that, to the, charge that to the room, so to speak. It's not what we're talking about. No, absolutely not. It's relatively about, common. We're talking about that episode of The Simpsons where Homer becomes king of the fraternal organization. Sure. And then Mr. Burns is, is a peon. Mm-hmm. That was funny. <laughs> the Stonecutters? Yeah, that was a good one. That's a funny one. I like that one a mm -hmm. lot. Anyway. Jordan, you know, the quality of the calls this week was not uniformly spectacular. Sure. It was down from previous weeks. But there were certain calls that had such keen insights, not just into the show, but also into the human condition, mm -hmm. that I felt obliged to share them with everyone, just because they were so truly, utterly spectacular. Jesse, you sound great. Let me just tell you that your podcasts, I never listen to them, listen to podcasts, and then I listen to yours, and they're great. All right. You know what, man? You're great. <laughs> Bye. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He digs deeper than just the first layer. Yeah, he masturbates while he calls. Exactly. He masturbates while he calls, and he's he's got some wacky tobacco in his hookah. Sure. You know what I'm talking about? It's just... It's about giving back to your community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And by community, I'm, I'm talking more about me than anything else. Right. And what I like about it is that he really focuses in on the most important parts of the program. Sure. He listens to Jordan Jesse go. He knows where, a, right. what side of the bread his butter comes from. Mm -hmm. If you'll pardon my use of the old expression. <laughs> the, old, the old butter. Because we know that butter comes from bread. That <laughs> bread shoots out butter. It doesn't shoot out, Jordan. It secretes it. It oozes. Some South American breads can fire their butters. They can fire them, as in give them their walking papers. <laughs> no, they can launch. They have a gland that kind of it 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 squeezes. Never mind. I'm just you're just you 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 have such a Western centric idea of bread of butter secreting bread. I'm just saying that in, in other parts of the world, it can be fired into the eyes of its enemies. Jordan, you probably, you're so Western-centric that you probably still call potstickers Oriental bread, <laughs> when we know that Orient means the East, which of course places Western Europe and the United States at the center of the world map. You know what? You really need to read 
uh, Edward Said's Orientalism 2, colon, on bread and butter, mm-hmm. so that you can really understand some of the issues that are going on here. Hey, I'm the one who knew about the... Uh... Don't worry, Jordan. And Jordan, too. I didn't mean to... I didn't mean to lead him out of the last message. Jordan's cool, too. Yeah. Bye. Oh, good. For a second there, I was thinking the world's biggest weirdo didn't think I was cool. <laughs> that is a relief. Ah, yeah, oh, man, that is a weight. That is a, a weight off my shoulders. Do you do you get a feeling like he might have placed that call because he was sitting in his car with the windows down in his garage with the engine <laughs> on, and he was listening to Jordan Jesse go while he while he passed in and out of consciousness and in his last act and his last act as a as a living person he managed to press the 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 jordan jesse go hotline speed dial number Mm -hmm. on his cellular telephone and gave us a call and then he just wanted to make sure that he didn't leave you out pal yeah i know you gotta you gotta tie up those final those final little business ends before you before you shuffle off you know jordan let's talk about momentous occasions let's talk about them Jordan, Jesse, go. Um, significant life event. This is Joel from Binghamton. I just found out that in the relationship that I thought I was in, I realized that I wasn't. I'm actually the other man. Anyhow, um, I, that kind of took me by surprise, and I don't know whether to be flattered or incredibly irritated. Anyhow, take it easy. Out. He should definitely be flattered. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see why he would be irritated by this. I mean, this is not. a matter of flattery. It's just months of lies. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at a situation where a woman, if a woman really loves somebody, sure. If there's somebody that she finds in her life that she truly cares about, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is how I ended up with Teresa. Teresa still has uh, another boyfriend that I she thinks I don't know about him, but I know about him. Yeah. But and she's much more committed to him. I mean, we, Teresa and I are engaged, but she's actually married to this other fella. Mm-hmm. And a couple of kids. Yeah, absolutely. And I understand that. You know, it's about the guy that she likes. That's the one that's gonna not that's gonna be the other man. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying, and that's what I think Joel needs to learn in this situation. Just take it as flattery. I mean, if you're better looking, let Jordan. Yeah. Let's say you had two you had two fellas out there for you. Sure. Okay. One of them's Jason Alexander. The other one's Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. Which one are you going to settle down with, and which one's going to be your guy on the side? You're going to want to settle down with Jason Alexander, right? Sure. But the good-looking fella, you want to keep that guy at arm's length. Absolutely. Do not lock them down. No. That's how women think, Jordan. I understand how women think. That's the thing. A lot of guys don't understand women. Yeah, you're very uh, very I, chick positive. I'm totally chick positive. I mean, when it comes to dames, you could not find you know birds... You cannot find a more positive skirts. I love skirts, and I understand how they think. Yeah, you appreciate everything. They're gams. Yeah. They're bazambas. You got it, buddy. You got it. Oh. Hey, fellas. It's uh, Lauren Davis from Cincinnati. Oh, shit, last name. Um, I just saw a little girl uh, roller skating, and she was a badass at it. She was doing all kinds of tricks, and it was great. 
And I was like, badass roller skating? New sincerity. Hope you all have a nice day, and happy birthday, Jesse. Ladies love to wish me birth- happy birthday. What can I tell yeah, you, buddy? Yeah, ladies also love to give their full name. Yeah, Send boy. Send some, some some junk mail. Yes. Look, look her Attention up in her business Attention junk mail companies. Lauren from Cincinnati is about to get a flood of stuff. Yeah. Just to be clear. Some coupon packets. If it was a young person, what, they, what she was doing is called rollerblading mm-hmm. uh, or inline skating. You can recognize uh, the difference between roller roller skating and roller blading because the roller blading person will have purple and fluorescent green elbow pads. Mm-hmm. So look for that. That's a good sign that somebody's a hip young person as opposed to an older person. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying, Jordan? Right. A geriatric, if you will. Like if you saw John Travolta out, he would be roller skating. If you saw a hot young star like a Shia LaBeouf, mm-hmm. rollerblading, you can tell because he's wearing elbow pads, he's got knee pads, he's got a helmet on, he's, he's wearing a catcher's chest protector. He comically drifts towards a large hill and flails his arms. You got it. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. I'm Phil from Jersey, and I just saw a liquor store get robbed in the middle of the day, and I did nothing to stop him. Thanks. <laughs> From time to time, Jordan, we have a momentous occasion that reminds us why momentous occasions are a part of this program. It happened to us when someone called from the balcony after they'd been locked onto the balcony by the children they were babysitting. Mm -hmm. And it has happened to us again today. We understand what it truly means to have a momentous occasion when someone calls in to tell us something as important as they witnessed a robbery and did nothing about it. By the way, we would have... called about it. He did You're call. raising awareness about liquor store robberies. If I learned anything at UC Santa Cruz, it's what's most important dealing with any social issue. It's awareness raising. Right. If people aren't aware of it, how are they going to help others become aware of it? Doing something about it is one thing, but that's less fun. Try Anybody can do something. Have a concert. Make a t-shirt. That's more important than giving money or time. Yeah, I mean, this isn't about... Put on a hip-hop festival. This isn't about changing the world. This is about informing people what's wrong with the world. Yeah. Because if they don't know, how can Ani DeFranco write a song about it? Exactly. So here's so the next time you see a liquor store robbery, don't don't jump in there, don't call the police, don't, you know, ID the perps. Here's what you do. Make some necklaces that you were probably going to make anyways. Um, hold a benefit where your comedy group gets to perform. Most importantly, pick a ribbon color. Right. Um, I'm going to say, what would you say? Well, it's what's, like not, maroon, what's not taken, I think, is the, the issue here. Forest green? Forest green. Like a hunter green? How about hunter green? Mm-hmm. What about a seafoam green? I think that's uh, I think that's rectal cancer. What about flint gray for the color? What about orange for the color of the muzzle flash when the convenience store owner was shot? I think orange is uh, I think orange is uh, is arson. I think arson it's arson orange. awareness. What do we got? Well, of course, that's why I arson things for the awareness. Right. <laughs> I want to become notorious mm-hmm. as an arsonist. Yeah, so you can jack off to your notoriety. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Oh, wait a minute. No, we won't. Because Jordan, from time to time on the program, 
we like to exercise our skills in life. I mean, both you and I are just extraordinarily successful financially, sure. emotionally, physically, yes, um, politically, sexually, sexually, sensually. Mm-hmm. Um, Smell good in the field of candles. Candle manufacturer. Sure. We're both extraordinarily successful. So from time to time, we like to, uh, you know, share, just just give a little bit of advice out there uh, to, to people who, who really need it. Because I feel like there's a lot of people out there who, who really need some advice once in a while. Mm-hmm. Emily writes to us from Ohio. Okay. Dear Jordan Jesse Go, I have quite a big problem. Two weeks ago from Saturday, I graduate college. I'm graduating from a medium-sized state school in Ohio with a Bachelor of Arts in Film Production with a minor in telecommunications. For the past five years, I've been convincing my parents that me majoring in film was a good idea, that the entertainment industry was full of jobs, and that this was really, really what I wanted to do. I'm currently also working at a bakery as a dishwasher. I love it. I love it so much. I love the people I work with, and I really honestly enjoy doing my tasks. Washing dishes, I presume. Sure. I'm not saying that I want to make a career of being a dishwasher in Ohio, but right now there's nothing that I really want to do as far as moving to a big city and finding a job related to my major. I still honestly love filmmaking with all my heart, but I don't know if I have the energy right now to do it. How do I explain to my parents that my current plans involve riding my bike to work every day to wash dishes and spend my evenings drinking $1 beers at a college bar? Hmm. Sincerely, Emily from Ohio. What do you think of this one, Jordan? This is some serious life issues she's going through. Yeah, yeah. No, this is... uh... First of all, it was definitely a good idea. If you're going to go into entertainment, this is not so much advice for Emily as just for anybody else. I know there's a lot of teenagers who listen to the program. Central Ohio is a good place for networking if you want to go into the film industry. Yeah, a lot of uh, big shots. Um, Brian Grazer. Brian Grazer. I think went to uh, Central Ohio U. Uh, Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner went to Ohio State. He's a Buckeye. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the University of Ohio, of course, is full of legendary graduates. Cincinnati Bearcats have a lot of famous Cincinnati Bearcats. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone is a Bearcat, exactly. Dylan McDermott, D- McDermott and Dermot Mulrooney. Yeah, they're both Bearcats. Mm-hmm. If you look at Hollywood and you wonder what brings them all together, it's their Bearcat heritage and sure. Bearcat pride. It's a little bit of a fraternity. Yeah. You know, they have a secret handshake. Elizabeth Shue comes up. She gives the Bearcat handshake to, um, you know, uh, to George Clooney. And uh, <laughs> boom, she's got another big movie role. Yeah, exactly. Um, Generally speaking, gosh, working at a bakery. What do you think working at a bakery pays? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I had a similar dishwashing job at that fancy cheese shop. Um, yeah, you had, had to wash dishes duties, there, but huh? there's yeah, there was actually some dishwashing. Um, that's eight bucks an hour, ten bucks an hour. Sure. Well, yeah. What do you think? Well, um, you loved that, right? <laughs> yes. You couldn't get enough of that cheese yeah, shop. Yeah, the only reason I left was politics. Yeah, exactly. It's like it wasn't about the dishwashing anymore, you know? I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I feel like this woman is a grown-up now. Sure. She doesn't need to explain shit to her parents. Right. Did you, I wonder what her financial situation yeah, is maybe if she she's borrowed still, a yeah, lot maybe of she, money. Uh, maybe she's planning on still living with them and doing this bike ride 
dollar beer lifestyle. No, no, that, she can't do that at all. No, not even a little bit. She, but she lives in Central Ohio. What is a? You can get a what, like a six, eight bedroom apartment in Central Ohio <laughs> yeah. for for fifty, eighty dollars a month, something like that. Um, here's the thing: you're not getting any younger, kid. Sure. Pretty soon you're going to be 27. You're going to be looking back at all the mistakes you've made, and you're going to realize I no longer have an excuse. Yeah, but here's and here's here's the thing I've learned about the entertainment industry. Okay, um, and something I want to share with everybody. I know there's a lot of like a lot, a lot of, of aspiring people, entertainment industry types. Sure, sure, and you know a lot of people get these artistic degrees and something they like, and then they just feel overwhelmed at the thought of you know going somewhere and doing something because I mean the kind of story, the narrative about you know moving to your L.A., your New York to pursue this thing is that it's just so overcrowded, you know, you don't know what to do. And unless you're somebody's cousin or son, there's no, nothing for you. Here's an important thing to remember and something that is absolutely true. Yes, it's very, very crowded, but it's very, very crowded with idiots. Total mouth breathing. Idiots. Drooling. So if you are, bright if you're competent if you have actual talent and you come you know you go to a place and you don't just you know you don't just waste the talent you know whatever smoking pot and doing dinner theater or something like that if you actually try hard and uh learn some actual jobs you can get that lead to something you can get the jobs uh like bright people are so coveted out here and they get uh, and I think that 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 the that the jobs and the recognition come. You just have to uh, learn what they are and uh, you know do a good job of putting yourself out there. I get the impression that if you just come here and you're not a fuck up who fucks around, if you're like the kind of person who does the work that's assigned to them and then comes back and says, hey, "What else can I do to help?" Yeah, that's basically all you have to do. I have been I have been uh, under some monumental fuck-ups that were still, you know, like, relatively coveted because of their moderate level of competency, but were still, like, you know, cocaine-addicted fuck-ups. I mean, let's be honest. You you were very successful in the world of lower-level Hollywood jobs very quickly, mm-hmm. um, and you are a, a, a great attitude, mm-hmm. hard worker, but in every other way, you're completely unsuited to that kind of work. Absolutely. Not organized. No, or, horribly or disorganized. Was, was definitely less organized when I first started. And terrible driver. Sure. Um, um, yeah, a lot of stuff. Not able to lift things. No. But, um, and yeah, and I, and I definitely have seen that. I mean, especially, you know, like, the like, seeing, like, the, like, seeing the interns that I worked with and also the interns that have been at jobs that I've been at, um, if you like an, inter- an an unpaid internship is a pretty easy thing to get, I think, um, and if you do a good job at it, then you'll eventually be rewarded with some kind of real job that you can also in turn do good at and in turn move up at. Um, it, it's pretty across the board that you know because there's always those low level jobs are opening up so often and like um, yeah, it's pretty consistent. I mean, I've you know I've seen it at all my other jobs. I've seen it at Fuel like. The fuck up interns just no one calls anymore. But if you do a good job, you will, you know, you'll get called eventually for something. So, are you recommending that this young woman just come out to Hollywood and do this? Mm, well, take care okay. of business, and or should thing, she still I understand, be I understand, soaping up those dishums? Yeah, I understand the want to fuck around after college. I kind of wish a little bit that I had found some fucking around to do. Um, but I, I, 
I imagine it'll get tiresome after a while. I'm, I'm guessing the bike riding dollar beer lifestyle will won't won't retain its sheen forever. So just I, I think I think the thing that I would say was, um, you know, always always I mean just always have a project like always have a creative project that you can be you know like a creative ball of string you can be adding to while you're fucking around. Uh, something bigger to think about, and when it, you know, you know, when you do start Preferably to get, probably something I would add to that, something with some deadlines that'll actually get you to do some. Yeah, stuff Yeah, give yourself a deadline. Absolutely, have a, you know, have a, you know, whatever, a contest or something that you're trying to make it into. Then when you do it, just fucking do that shit. Yeah, and then, um, but yeah, and then if, you know, uh, and I'm not saying it necessarily will, but when the people at the dollar beer bar be, begin to get tiresome and the um you know the dishwashing has lost its luster i, I would say don't d- don't don't hesitate to try something big because um you know if you're bright and you have you know and you have a modest level of talent you'll be okay i mean that guy who lifted up his easy chair with a bunch of helium balloons and he brought his gun so he could let himself down easy that guy was a midwestern guy there you go it doesn't matter where you live, Jordan. If you have enough balloons and helium, you can raise up anything. The championship hot dog eater. That's the take home here, I mm-hmm. think. If you have enough balloons and helium, you can raise up anything. Yes. We'll be back in just a second and Jordan Jesse go. Jordan Jesse go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweet. Jordan Morris, boy detective. We're wrapping things up here, Jordan. Bringing things to a head. Mm hmm. Blowing our stacks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Swooshing into our shorts. <laughs> Peeing our pants. Mm-hmm. Um, Ending the podcast. Uh, action item on this week's program. What have you? What grand task have you undertaken that has failed particularly miserably? Yes, what's broken you? I feel like this is going to be... What I want is something really juicy. Mm-hmm. Give me something juicy. Don't tell me that you decided you were going to start working out and then you kind of petered out after a couple of days. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. I want something good. And I think there's people out there who have undertaken some mighty projects that have had disastrous consequences. We're talking failed magazine. Absolutely. Jacuzzi in the backyard. 206-984-4-FUN is the number to call. 206-984-4-F-U-N. Getting the cat to walk on a leash. By the way, Jordan, we got another email from a fella who asked us, among other things, how do we make our livings? Yes. Well, Jordan, you have a fat cat Hollywood industry gig. I do. uh, Making literally tens of thousands of dollars a year Mm -hmm. uh, working in the action sports industry. Yes. Um, you also make a little bit of money from this podcast. Sure. Uh, we split our, our uh, 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 sponsor revenue 50-50. Yes. Um, uh, I work in this. This is what I do for my living full-time. Don't do anything else. Um, and in a couple of weeks, the pledge drive is coming up. Mm-hmm. So um, if you really like Jordan Jesse Go, get ready to write a check in a couple of weeks uh, to support uh, Maximum Fun in the San Diego America, Jordan, Jesse Go, Casper Hauser Comedy Podcast, Coil and Sharp, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That sounds reasonable, right? Yeah, why not? People are going to do that. People who care enough to listen to Jordan, Jesse Go every sure, week, they sure. care enough to get up off their two bucks a month or what have you. Yeah, absolutely. I think, just, yeah, I think just, it's going to uh, work out just, that yeah, way. Yeah, just, just to think about the entertainment amount that you get yeah. full from it and how much spend it's worth the, to Spend you. the next three weeks thinking about that, and when the pledge drive comes around, write that check. Boom, whip it out. 
Uh, our theme music is by the Free Design. It is called Love You. By the way, mm-hmm. remember last week when you ate some Smills? Mm-hmm. I think they're called Smills. Something. Uh, Smill is the candy that in the Scandinavian countries, the advertisements, the music is Love You by the Free Design. Wow. Courtesy of Light in the Attic Records here, uh, you should go buy the best of the Free Design CD because it's really great. Um, And that's about it. We'll see you next week on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Yep.